it's not cool enough to be like a Lost Boys sexy sax man level of dumbassery. And then therefore it fails. <laughs> Hello, Internet, and welcome to the A to Z Horrorcast. This is the Creative Battalion Podcast, brought to you by us over at AtoZHorror.com. I'm Jack, and sitting across from me is Jake. I hung. <laughs> and sitting next to Jake is someone else who knows what tequila does to him. It's Mark. Oh, bad things. Bad, bad things. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you unfamiliar with our Cracker Jack operation, we watch and review one horror movie a week, and then we get drunk and argue about it. And this week... We watched 2006's When a Stranger Calls, uh, which Mark inflicted upon us. This was a Mark pick. Yes, uh, sir. And we'll dive all the way into that real soon. And fair warning, when we do, we're going to spoil the absolute nonsense out of it, although that's pretty much irrelevant. Um, but hey, fair warning nonetheless. And we do have a Patreon going, but we are not where your money should be going right now. So as they have been for over a year, all of our Patreon proceeds continue to go to Feeding America. So you can head on over to patreon.com slash A to Z Horror. That's A-T-O-Z Horror. Support the show of your level of choosing and know that your money is getting a better place than our dumb asses. Meanwhile, you'll still get some cool perks for your troubles. Uh, and hey, if you don't want to do that or just can't right now, we totally understand it. Just appreciate you being here and hanging out with us, but please do what you can to help somebody who needs it. Uh, we continue to use blacklivesmatters.card.co as a good list of resources of ways you can help fight racial injustice. And if you need a little escapism, hopefully you can have some fun in the horror world with us for at least the next little bit. And boys, you know what that means. It's time to do the game drunk part. So on that score, let's do beers for fears. Hey, Mark. Hello. What are your beers for these quote-unquote fears? <laughs> uh, so I got two for you this week. The first off is uh, from North Coast Brewing. I got the Prankster Belgian-style golden ale. Um, That's very good. Yeah. Oh, God damn it. That is very good, you son of a bitch. <clears throat> okay. I'm not going to explain it anymore because I usually just make things worse when I do that, and Jack already <laughs> endorsed it. Uh, and then I got an Escape to Colorado IPA. Um, this is a local one. Epic Brewing here in Salt Lake City makes that. Um, I'm primarily underlining the escape attempt at the end of the movie. And it is it set takes in Colorado. Place in Colorado, too. There you go. Yeah. See? Did, wait, She's did you escaping not know that? from indoors to outdoors in Colorado. Wait, did, were, <laughs> did we just help you again? No, I knew that. I knew that going in. No, you didn't. Uh -huh. Jesus. Yeah, sure you Jesus. did. Yeah. <laughs> that was part of it. That was part of the whole game. That was... Very solid. Uh, I found this movie very hard to beer. Um, however, it is substantially, uh, you know, she's missing the big high school party that she want to go to. And uh, her best friend. <laughs> Let's talk about really, the high school party. <laughs> <laughs> well, that she wants to go Dude, to. Dude, that party looks uh, lit. Uh, oh and her God. best friend really likes tequila. And so I myself am drinking what you might find at a high school party. I've got myself some Pabst Blue Ribbon. And I'm just uh, mowing down on some tequila here. That's clearly probably, not straight tequila. What, yeah, what I, say, I might, I might have a shot a little later on here, but it is 10.15 or 10.20 a.m. here, so I didn't want to just start my morning with a shot of tequila. So I'm having a little, I don't know, quasi-tequila sunrise. Tequila, pog juice, little tonic water, some lime juice. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that sounds Pog delicious, juice is actually. very prevalent here, and it's delicious. I kind of like, now that, now that we're going to be on this schedule where every time we record, it's like late afternoon for Jake and I and early morning for you, I kind of like the idea of you just exploring the world of morning cocktails. Yeah. Yeah, let's make a thing of it. <laughs> Do it. Sounds fun. 
Anyway, this one uh, cobbled together, and it is lovely. Jake, what about you? What are your beers for these fears? I agreed with you, Jack, in that I thought this movie was hard to beer as well, so I went a bit of a different direction with it. Um, I I tried to take the route of, like, why did Mark recommend this movie other than the obvious, like, he thinks... Well, actually, no, no, this plays right into it. (laughs) I think some of Mark's defense of this movie might be, like, the it's so bad, it's good type category, which you could say is flawless in its imperfection. So this is a Mother Earth brewing (laughs) hazy IPA called Flawless Imperfection. Uh, Now, I think it's imperfect and flawed. However, (laughs) I think it's flawed in its imperfection. But, you know, this beer doesn't, and I don't think Mark thinks this movie i don't know whatever it's a beer i'm drinking it it's a sunday it certainly is i'm still what not kind of sure beer what that? you think i think of this movie. it's a hazy ipa i am hazy dude IPA. i'm mostly paying attention the mass no, no peek behind the curtain master's final round is currently on while recording this so i am mostly paying attention well jake i think that's fine for this episode ordinarily i'd berate you but you're going to be paying about as much attention to this podcast as the director of when a stranger calls paid oh, to the making of that movie jack i'm gonna be paying more attention you'll find <laughs> This all seems very unfair. <laughs> I feel personally attacked. Yeah. All right, so with that, let's go to ratings. Uh, no, but <laughs> drinking Whoa, bars and beer smells weird. <laughs> Good interjection. Thank you. It's important. Uh, <laughs> watching When a Stranger Calls isn't the only thing we've done over the course of the last week in the horror world. We might have also experienced some other horror shit, so let's... Hit that sound effect. Start talking about what else has been rocking our horror world, starting, of course, with paying up on Lost Beers for Fears. Mmm, beer. Just when I think you couldn't possibly be any dumber, you go and do something like this. What an idiot! You suck, you jackass! All right, I've got one to talk about here. I lost for Beach House, or The Beach House. I have no idea which of those two is correct. The Beach House. So I had to watch The Rental. Um, which is the 2020 Dave Franco directed, and I think it was also written by the same guy who wrote, uh, I can't remember his name right now, the Mumblegore guy who who wrote Your Next, and Joe, Joe Swanberg wrote it, I think. Okay. That sounds um, good. I like your word for it. I, I know is, which movie it is you speak of. Yeah, it's a, it's a group of adult friends, and I think they're supposed to be, and they're like mid 20s but they're all in their mid 30s uh and normal kind of comes through uh go to rent a vrbo and horror ensues i don't want to spoil it because it is a fairly recent movie it's also pretty good i feel like i might have seen this before but i can't remember <laughs> when i saw it before nor can i find any notes about it so so this yeah. is not a page you to rent. never would have you never would have watched this movie <laughs> when would you have watched this movie Jack? <laughs> it came know. out it came out like two months actually ago. shit it came out almost a year ago so it's no yeah, it came out like way. over the summer of Fuck. 2020 yeah <laughs> Oh, my God. Whatever, dude. Time's uh, irrelevant. Fuck off. Either way, this is starring James Franco and Allison Brie and some other people. It's pretty good. Um, I think it doesn't do very – like, it doesn't do as much stuff with horror tropes as it thinks it does. It kind of just uses them and doesn't comment on them in an interesting way. But the strength of the cast holds it together. It's a really solid performance, and mm-hmm. it's very watchable. It's not great, but it is very, very watchable, I think, mostly because of the chemistry the cast has. How did uh, you But see it's pretty it? good. Uh, I rented it on Amazon Prime. There's Okay, yeah, there's no way you've seen this before. I rented you would, the you rental. You would not have rented that movie twice. Uh, I don't know. 
<laughs> I actually, Jake, if anything, he would be the one who rents it like four or five times. <laughs> That's why he hasn't rented it twice. It was zero or like six. <laughs> Either way, uh, I liked it. Um, I think it's pretty obvious, Mark, why you put that one on the list. I don't remember what else was on the poll, but uh, this is a pretty good one to watch. Um, you know, because, you know, Beach House. It was a movie about rental. vacation Not homes, literally. probably. Exactly. A poll exactly. about vacation homes. Something yeah. like that. Uh, so I enjoyed that one. That's all I've got to talk about in Lost Beers for Fears right now. Do either of you guys have anything to talk about in Lost Beers for Fears? I have one. Um, for the movie A Dark Song, I believe the poll theme was Angels. Mm. Um, I watched the movie from 2007, Constantine. Oh, uh, oh hell yeah. I recently watched this, take. too, because I was hungover, and it's on HBO Max. Yeah, it's the, <laughs> it's the Shia LaBeouf joint. Many people will remember it as that. Oh, yeah, that's how people will remember it. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Oh, damn it. So this could have been... Man, if I had lost that one, I I just watched this one for free because it was on. For funzos, (laughs) yeah. Um, So uh, admittedly, when I was making the poll, it was a hard time to kind of shoehorn in angel-based horror uh, that I thought would be interesting to talk about. So this one was kind of just like the extra one I threw on. And then it won. Uh, but I think it's fair to call this uh, a horror movie. At least, at least it's horror adjacent. I mean, it's it's sure. based around at least, a- at least. Yeah, this is kind of fun because I can talk about it with you. Yeah, well, yeah, this is a good transition into normal rocking horror worlds, then Jack. So you can add on at the end. So well, I wasn't even going to put this in regular rocking horror well, worlds, but sure. <laughs> now I am. <laughs> so so Jack, what you should do is splice in um, the Scatman's World outro thing. Just just right in the middle of like one of my sentences and that'll be like our unofficial <laughs> transition out of out of the rock yeah i was trying to thing. angle towards we didn't have to do it but you know okay Fuck me, uh, right? we're gonna include it and you know we what we're doing it twice to, now because of your idiocy the record will show that we don't have to two scat mans ah damn it back to whatever back. I don't, uh, whatever i don't care <laughs> So as Jack said, Constantine is available to, uh, to see on HBO Max or whatever version of HBO you have now. I'm still very confused about the infinite like splits of HBO and HBO Now and HBO Go and HBO so Max. So are they, Mark. So are they. Okay. Uh, this movie is a hell of a lot better than I remember it being. <laughs> Scatman's World. And it's better than it really has any right to be. <laughs> it's interesting because this movie is a fucking mess, but it's also very watchable. Yeah, it's so yeah, exactly. It's very <laughs> it's entertaining. Kind of a disaster, though. It has an absolutely fantastic cast. Aside from Keanu Reeves and, like I said earlier, Shia LaBeouf, you got Tilda Swinton, you got um, Digimon Hunsu, whose name I still don't know how to pronounce, but I will just call him Digimon. I think it's Jamin. Um, but I like Digimon. Digimon. I, Digimon? I mean, I like Digimon too. It's spelled monsters. like Digimon. Okay, whatever. Peter Stormare's in it. Champions. Rachel Weiss is in like the 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 lead role, and then also you know, true to our close to our hearts, uh, Pruitt Taylor Vince is also kind of in a, a guest role as well. I was thinking back the other day on Hard Candy, or not Hard Candy, Devil's Candy, and what a good fucking job he did in that movie. So it's nice to see him in other things as well. Um, in any case, you kind of know what we're getting into. It's an action horror movie about a fallen. Technically, he's not a fallen angel, but he's a he is a supernatural adjacent human who is there to enforce the balance between heaven and hell. Uh, and, you know, hell, it's always getting unruly. Uh, and and mm. he has to he has to squash some hijinks that's going on. That's yeah, all. It's, it's, that's all it is. I mean, it's based on the excellent uh, graphic novel of the same name. Yes, exactly. Um, and um, it is nowhere near that good, but it is excellent in a different way. Have you read the have you read the graphic novel, Jack? I have. I love it. Oh, okay. There you go. Yeah. I, I don't know if you could call it a graphic novel. Maybe it's just a comic book. I'm not clear on the distinction always. Either way. Anything to add, 
to Constantine? Uh, no, I will say like this is this movie is as much of a mess as I remembered, but like you said, it is way better than I expected it to be because I remember kind of liking it and I've always had this feeling that it's underrated, but I didn't expect it to hold up as well as it did. It was pretty fun to watch. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I was I was expecting it to be kind of a fun but garbage movie and then it actually was surprisingly good. There you go. That's Constantine. It's available on yeah. HBO. Go watch it. Whatever. It's fun. Cool. It's a good time. Well, we're back into regular You're Rocky Horror Worlds to. already. You don't need to do it. Might do you it don't need to do it. In here. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> Scatman's World. Uh, let's see. I have a bunch to talk about here, including after talking about Constantine. Uh, Jake, uh, yeah, I assume probably. you have less. I don't know. I'm just going out on a little limb. We haven't done a Rocking Horror World segment it's been in a person in six weeks. I think. No, I, so if you don't have you any, any, then I'm confused how, how you're doing. I have several uh okay i will have i'm gonna go first because i have the least i guarantee it just the way this is going but part of that is by virtue of one of the things that i watched which was that i rewatched for some reason i got a wild hair to rewatch chernobyl so i did that um oh nice I mean, woof, yeah, I don't know nice. wh- exactly, right? But like, <laughs> I just felt like being depressed. No, I felt while. like just going back and and knowing how heavy it is, like seeing if it would hit me and interest me and make me want to binge it in the same way. And it, I didn't binge it because I kind of knew the arc. I think is the main reason. But it is such a fucking grade A example of amazing everything, from like a technical standpoint to the performances. It's just tremendous. It's the example of a miniseries that I can... Jack is doing weird things in the background. It's hard for me to stay focused. <laughs> He's in a oh greenhouse. Boy. Um, anyway, no. Chernobyl's great. There's not a lot left to say at this point. We've already talked about it several times. Uh, I think it's super well... It, it fits very well into the horror discussion, despite the fact that it's, you know, dramatized reality. Um this is this is a work and of horror. toned down from reality, right? They made it less horrifying than it was uh, in reality. Yeah, in some ways, probably. To make it more believable. Yeah, really good. If you still haven't seen it, I would recommend watching it from both, like, just a, it's an entertaining, it's a weird word, but it is, entertaining piece of work, and I think it fits really well into the horror genre as well. So that's the first thing. They're obviously, that takes up a lot of hours, so my list is going to kind of like dive off from here, but three other things to talk about. Going to try to keep them brief because we have a million. First, Seder. Remember this from a couple months ago? Okay. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Kind of. It was my top one, Jack. I think it was yours as well as people getting fucked with in the woods type movie. Um, Cryptid guy in the woods. The thing that sticks out from the trailer is that they really like, he, he like busts open a beer bottle on a table and they integrate that with the trailer soundtrack was the most memorable thing for me. This movie was somehow more indie than I was expecting it to be. And I think that that could be pretty (laughs) off putting to certain folks. Like, I I don't think it's much of a spoiler to like divulge one of the ways that it does this, but it utilizes this, like these hard cuts into like 16 mil black and white kind of like, almost found footage style to it while it's telling its story. And until you get used to that, it feels really haphazard and random. Haphazard is probably not the right word. It's, it's, it's fine. It's just not going to be for everyone. The other thing that I found was <laughs> fascinated, I, fascinating, I was fascinated by, also don't think it's a spoiler, is there is an older woman in this movie. Come to find out, the director didn't really set out to make Sater, like, this movie what it is he was spending some time with his grandmother 
and he kind of started recording wow. her ramblings. <laughs> Holy and shit. It produced this thing. I, I was thinking throughout the movie, like, she is doing a tremendous job. Well, shit, man. Apparently, wow. some of that ain't acting. <laughs> so, makes sense. Pretty good movie. The thing that sticks out, like, not great. I would recommend it to certain people. Definitely more of a deep cut. Jack, like, I think you would probably like it. Slow burn. There is burn, but it's slow. And it it pays it off, in my opinion, well enough. Um, the thing that really sticks out and was fucking cool, though it comes up in the trailer, is the the utilization of, like, an animal call that is a wooden flute. It's like an animal call, but it's for this satyr creature, right? And it's like a wooden flute that the the hole, the carving, is a cross. That's just a super cool thing, and I loved it in this movie. Really cool. That's awesome. Anyway. Uh, the other thing we should just mention for the listeners, this is Sator, S-A-T-O-R. Yeah, Sator, like Sator, S-A-T-O-R. Not like high fantasy Sator, yeah. Yeah, not with a Y. Yep. And where'd you rent it from? I am looking that up right now. I believe this one is a, it's a, an Amazon rental, so I paid like four bucks for it. Okay, nice. The next Very. one that I have to discuss is from Netflix. I'll say that right up front. The Block Island Sound. So you'll remember I gave this one a dark horse. Mm-hmm. I thought the trailer was a bit of a bummer, but I was interested in the fact that it took place on Block Island, which is a okay. place off the coast of Rhode Island that I've been to. Yeah, you'll to, have to I think forgive me. Kind of interesting. I... It has the Didn't... old guy from 13 Cameras in it. Yeah, haven't we talked about this on the podcast before? We talked about it on HRR. Oh, on HRR. Okay. Man, so I remember. It's a recent wow. movie. It's from like two months ago. Jack, it's weird to remember things, isn't it? Sometimes. Yeah, well, this one came out a couple months ago. It's on Except Netflix Except for remembering now. wrong, because I remember just having a full discussion about this, like you watched it. <laughs> yeah, you are remembering wrong. Wow. <laughs> right? He's wrong, right? Yes, we have not discussed this. Movie. Jesus Christ. You know, he makes me start. When he's so certain of himself, it's like <laughs> off Throws you off. Um, okay, Block Island Sound, way fucking better than the trailer like made it seem like it would be, so I'm just going to start by saying that. This is another one that... I would recommend to people who watch a lot of horror, but it's not going to be like candidate at the end of the year for movie of the year type shit. Like it's pretty interesting. I think the folks in it did a pretty damn good job at what is admittedly kind of a small movie, uh, but it's atmospheric. It builds to something you want that. And I loved the setting. It's basically what I was hoping for. So that's block Island sound. Nice. And it has like Jim it. Cummings in it in a very different role than what he Ooh. was doing in uh, The Wolf of Snow Hollow. So that was interesting. I, it Which took nice. me a while to figure out who he, wa- who he was. I was like, when the hell is he going to be on screen? And then it turned <laughs> out that he was like one of the guys that I'd seen for a while, which is kind of a testament to how great of a job he does. That was that was the <laughs> Jared nice. Leto in uh, uh, Urban Legends effect for me. <laughs> sure. It's like, wait, I thought, I thought Jared Leto was in this. That, guy, that young hunk has beautiful <laughs> eyes. I'm waiting for Jared Leto to show up, though. Yeah. So one once more, that's on Netflix, low barrier to entry. Both Sator, Sator, uh, and Block Island Sound, I would recommend to people who watch a lot of horror. The last nice. one, I I would recommend to people who watch a lot of horror, too. And this is a good transition point, because I know Mark has seen it. At least Mark has seen it. Slacks with two X's. Oh, I watched yeah. this uh, All three of us ago. watched yep. it. Let's yep, discuss. Yep, 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 yep. This movie was fucking fun. But I love really this movie. dumb. <laughs> it's delightful. <laughs> also, this movie's like an hour and 15 minutes long. That is a yeah. great length for a movie like yeah. this. It was I, Yeah, exactly. Could you imagine if they did Slacks, but it was like 190 minutes oh, long? My oh, my God. Jesus Christ. <laughs> it, was, it was pushing it at its, its Clocking it over three hours, Mark? <laughs> yeah, well, you know, all those... All those I, I was trying to remember how long The Wailing was. 
because oh, that's God. that's my long. go-to standard for long. I think it's like one sixty. Okay, fine. It's so one sixty. Could even you imagine if the, could you imagine if Slacks was one sixty? Jesus. Anyway, yeah, this is on Shutter. Uh, it's a Shutter exclusive, and mm-hmm. it's uh, very fun. <laughs> it's very fun. I didn't I didn't anticipate there to be like as much, uh, of like the graphic side of things as there was. I kind of really? expected it to be like, yeah, I don't know. I wasn't expecting a bloodbath, and it delivers on that. Yeah, this is about a haunted pair of pants, listeners. If you haven't heard of the, it, I don't remember the fucking blood in the trailer, man. Yeah, well, there was that's a, great. That's this a good is a, surprise this is a for me. This is why, this is why really you fun. shouldn't watch trailers going blind. I thought it'd so, be like them strangling people and like walking around and dancing to Bollywood, and that'd be about it. But it was well, that. I, and speaking of the dancing to Bollywood, the effects on those pants, whatever kind of stop motion thing they used, was so fun. I loved it. It was amazing. So, Jack, what I'm getting from this is that you didn't watch too far into the credits because after the first like screen or so of credits that roll through they cut to how they actually filmed that against a green screen with a person they just in like a motion capture outfit yeah with the jeans in front of them like tied to their legs not well, but there's like a separator there so there's like a little bar between the knee and the back of the knee of the jeans and there's the person just doing the dance that's like, very and, cool and the, yeah and they're moving it looked, around and but then it they almost have, like, looked a little like herky-jerky like it might have been some they might have done some other effects to it too it was very either way it looked fantastic I mean, you probably have to smooth it out when you do all the green screen stuff, but yeah. yeah. Uh, I, th- I thought that little inclusion at the end was pretty fun, too, because I'm sure no, that's I, like I did not watch one the of the main questions. Like, fun. how the hell did you make pants dance? <laughs> How'd you make pants dance? Um, anyway, I not a lot else to say about it. I mean, it's pants that kill people. It, it's a, it's also a great movie. This one I like because, a, like a lot of movies that are coming out now, this one thinks it has a lot, or this one is very based on some kind of, like, social justice allegory right commenting some social commentary on things that exist in the real world but this one gets the amount exactly right it knows how much it has to say about it which is like child labor bad and it doesn't try to do more <laughs> than that it's very good it almost Capitalism felt like an frowny actually there was so little of it that it almost felt like it wasn't really there it was there yeah. at the beginning and at the end and i would the movie also happen be, in between those two things i will say i'd be very curious to know if like you can write full sentences in Hindi in just a few characters uh, because that bothered me a lot, that scene. But uh, I don't know. I don't wow, read or write or speak okay. Hindi. So Interesting. What do you want from me? Is 75-minute movie. <laughs> That's why I'm surprised you're nitpicking it. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're getting into the weeds I, for a 75-minute movie. If you, have, you should get Shudder to watch this movie. This movie's great. I loved it. This is the one that you should get Shudder for? Why not? It's fun. Why, why not? Okay, we'll agree. Why not? I'll leave it there at that. <laughs> You'll find a bunch of other shit, too. Okay. I think Jack hey, just well, definitively ranks slacks above the dark and the wicked, just for the record. Honey, honey. Uh, I mean, honey. it was more fun to watch. I think the dark and the wicked is a better movie overall. The dark and the wicked is 0% fun to watch. <laughs> no, it's not <laughs> fun at all. It's very heavy. <laughs> Good God. All right, I will go next, because, uh, Mark, you said you need, like, 45 minutes to talk about your Yeah, buckle up, movies. listeners. Um, I Do what watched... I did. Yeah, I did Constantine. I did Slacks. Um, Jake, you if you had stopped one earlier, that would have been another good transition because I watched uh, The Wolf of Snow Hollow as well nice. with uh, Jim Cummings. Very weird movie. Really good movie. I, I liked it a movie. lot, but it, it had the tone of that movie is so strange and impossible to follow. I feel it's like, like it's either going to hit you or it really, really isn't. I don't know. I, I mean, it hit me. I really liked it, but it's like obviously a comedy sometimes and then a very very heavy commentary about alcoholism so 
Oh. Have to interrupt because that question, I re- distinctly remember that coming up when we had our omnibus and Mark and I did the simultaneous. One of us said yes and one of us said no. Like you asked, yep. is it a comedy? And I was like, yes. And Mark was like, no. And then we were both like, well, <laughs> or at least I, mean, I there, was. Parts of this movie is unequivocally comedy, right? There's it's like just slapstick. The way he fucking wrote and acted that character is so Nuts. specific and perfect. It's insane. I really liked the movie, but treasure. it is a whiplash of a ride from a tonal perspective. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Um, very strange. Um, the ending kind of felt tacked on to me, too, but that's beside the point. It's a very good movie. You should check it out. It's very weird, uh, but I liked it a whole lot. I'll try not to spoil more than that. Jake, I think this was your recommendation to me at the end of the omnibus, um, and that I like the recommendation. Right. This is a very specific movie. <laughs> if it Everyone wasn't Jake's recommendation, it. it was my recommendation. Okay. okay. I, okay. I don't remember what mine were. I have to look it up. They're somewhere. <laughs> There's a record um, of it. And this one I had to rent on Prime, I think. I rented it. Um, That is how I saw it, too. Yeah. This one's got to be cheap by now, right? Is it on Shutter now? It was a $4.99, a $4.99 rental. Uh, I don't think it was on Shutter. Worth it, though. Yeah, definitely worth it. Uh, The uh, let's see, moving back to Shutter. Speaking of Shutter, I watched The Power just because that's one that's been like on Shutter's front page a lot recently. Is that a series? No. No, it's just a regular movie. It's a movie. What okay. is it? Tell me what it's about. I don't recall. It's like set it. in the seventies. It's kind of a period piece about like the blackouts in London. Oh, 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 oh. yeah, the nineteen seventy three nurse one. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, that one. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This movie was fine. <laughs> um, I didn't like it very much. It uh, the possession parts of it are by far the weakest parts of it. Like it, it's you know playing with this idea of power because it's set during the blackouts, but it's more about abuses of power at this hospital she's working at, and it kind of has some interesting stuff to say about it that. Has multiple meanings. Uh, but then it like just crams some possession shit into its kind of interesting narrative stuff that has to say about abuses of power, and it does not gel well together. And the horror parts of this don't work particularly well. It's fine. It's competently made, but I w- couldn't give this a recommend. I wouldn't say this is. Uh, mm. This is one you need to go out and watch. And it's one where, like, I don't – I mean, I guess it, it has to be a period piece because of where it's set. But it doesn't – like, it's it's all the worst parts of a period piece without any of the, oh, like, God. benefits of it to me. So I didn't love this one. Um, Shucks. Jack, power is is just current times voltage. <laughs> Thank you, Mark. I appreciate it. <laughs> uh, the last one I have to talk about today is The Devil Below, which I think was my oh, top Oh, hell one, yeah. Will uh, Patton joint. Yeah. April or March? I don't remember when this came out. I think it was uh, March. March. Either way, this is the Will Patton joint. It's kind of like uh, the the Darvaza gas crater, kind of like Mel's Hole. It looked like from the trailer. Oh, this is this the is... West Virginia mine one? Yes, yeah, this is mine. not the movie yeah. I thought I'd be watching. This is the Descent. Okay, so um, Why? So I thought it would be much more focused on Will Patton figuring out what's going on with this weird, uh, you know, uh, crater thing that's going on. He's, I don't want to spoil it, but sort of the antagonist for a decent portion of this movie and in it a lot less than I thought it's about. It is a lot more of, like, the descent than I thought it would be. Mm. Um, and I don't, I'm trying not to spoil it. I didn't that love it. That is wildly it. unsurprising. That's exactly uh, what I got from the trailer. I don't know why you thought that Will Patton was going to be in, in the Yeah, it's like the one. group of kids. He just kind of like is there. Yeah, yeah they're, he's the, they're he's like the guardian uh, of the gates who like clearly lost his son in the mine or something like that. And he's like, you can't go down there. It's creepy. Yeah, but even that, he's in less of that role than you'd think he'd be, too. It's weird. Mm, okay. um, it's, it is like this group of young people are on a science expedition for some college, and they go there, and it's... Uh, I, I won't give this one a recommend. Um, the 
they show you a lot more of the horror parts of this than I expected them to in kind of like full frame action, trying not to spoil what they show you, but doesn't look great. I believe they have a quick uh, shot of that in the trailer as well, actually. Okay, good. Um, there is also what could rival, it's not a whiteboard, it's just some pieces of paper tacked up How on a tack board, there? but there is a sheet on the board that rivals uh you knew exactly what i was gonna say mark there's that, only that one whiteboard quiet that's space to for how stupid it is it is <laughs> shockingly stupid um and i'll just uh poison claw exclamation point uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's uh it's not a great movie it was uh, pretty disappointing uh but you know it's not without any merit it does nail the claustrophobia elements that the descent did but just go watch the fucking descent it's a lot better did you say you rented that one I did, yes. I'm still interested in watching it. Yeah, I mean, you, you should check it out. It's not like it's it's not bad. Um, uh, but there's also the, the other thing is if you think about this plot for like 45 seconds, it's, it becomes excruciating. Like yeah, how but much Jack, stuff... I clearly like movies like that. So I know, <laughs> Mark, you actually would like this. It's the kind that infuriated me. Where like if you stop to think about the interactions of the main characters for 30 seconds, it's like we missed a 15 hour movie about how this expedition came to be at the place it's at right now. Like this is insane. <laughs> but anyway, there you go. Um, that's all I got to talk about. Mark, go. <laughs> okay. I'll try and keep this relatively quick. And we did cross off a few of mine already with slacks and whatever. So, um, <clears throat> so first off, I'm going to circle back on, are you afraid of the dark? Which my wife and I mm-hmm. finally fired through the entire series. And I, a little bit of a misnomer from last time. It's not the entire series. There is a weirdly upsetting amount of shit. That's just missing from the CBS, uh, the Nickelodeon oh, archive. Cause of cancel culture bark. Is it cause of cancel culture? I don't think so. <laughs> What's I think missing? that they like a bunch of episodes. Notably, I mean, I didn't write down all of them. The one that the one that led me to Google it, uh, <clears throat> and then go down the the rabbit hole of the stuff that was missing was Quicksilver, the tale of the of Quicksilver. I think um, is Quicksilver the one with the the, the pinball. Machine no, that's the, the that's the tale of the pinball wizard, I think, or something, oh, okay. something stupid like that. Um, that's like episode two or whatever. So two strange things here. One, there's a bunch of stuff that's missing. Quicksilver is one of the ones that has like the co- one of the cooler ghosts in it. Um, so I don't know. That one was gone, and I was like, I, I remember seeing this. What what season is it? And then it's like season two, and we were on season five, and I went back and looked, and there's just like shit missing. Um, and then the digitalization of it also is very ooh poor. they did some George Lucasing no 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 the almost the exact opposite of a George Lucasing thing where they like <laughs> they took frames out like there's part of it is it's it's so poorly done and uploaded that like there's sort of a dramatic <laughs> slow-mo in every single episode that is not intended to be there, right? I have the DVDs. I can watch the regular, like, source material. Oh, why didn't uh, you just do that? Well, hold on. Why weren't you just watching the DVDs then? Well, because the DV- it's so much harder to do DVDs. you got to get up and put them in, <laughs> turn them on. These DVDs came out at a time where they thought it was, like, a really cool feature to have, like, a fucking two-minute-long intro to the menu. So you're, like, flying through the house and stuff. And, I mean, that was cool, like, literally the first time. But if I have to watch that between every single oh. episode, it's a problem. Yeah. Speaking of DVDs, the high school by my apartment here was playing on the like big outdoor projection screen, Pokemon the Movie 2000. They played it three different times on Friday during my workday for, I assume, three different classes. And every time, they left it on the selection menu in between viewing. So I just heard the Pokemon theme song for like three hours at a time. <laughs> What's the Pokemon theme song? <laughs> like? Pokemon, gotta catch up. Your oh, heart's so yeah. true. That's, that's, Our courage oh, wow. will pull us through. 
you teach me. Uh, teach you. Okay, Wait, so is that that's a, the point? That's the lyrics. Okay, that's different from the. That's different from the television show, though, right? It's not the. Uh, no, that is. I think the actual theme song to the original television show too. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. Yeah, it is. Gotta dude. catch them all. Oh, Pokemon. Yeah, but the, Pokemon. the lyrics are different. Yeah, I just started like halfway through the song. You want to be start... the very best. Yes, like I, no I, one ever was. Yeah, I started at like verse four. Oh yeah. See, I don't go that deep on my. Jack's verse. too cool. <laughs> yeah, he he doesn't waste. Jack's time cool on the enough that he knows the first of line of song. the fourth verse. <laughs> no, I know every fucking. If I didn't, I already knew every word to that fucking song. And if I didn't <laughs> okay, before, stop. I okay. damn sure we, do we now. We spent too much time on it. Now I don't want to hear more about Pokemon theme song. Um. Are you afraid of the dark? To continue, uh, th- also it doesn't have the like 1999 and 2000 seasons six or seven or whatever the hell they're called reboot of it, which I was really looking forward to seeing. That was unfortunate. So that I think you got got to go find and buy. You can buy the individual individual digital seasons on uh, Amazon, which I might end up doing. Uh, but they do Mark. have, they do have <laughs> the have twenty different formats. <laughs> they do have the twenty nineteen Mister Top Hat uh, Carnival of Doom trilogy, which uh, was just a three part like made for TV movie thing that they did last year, um, starring Jeremy Ray Taylor. He's the he plays Ben from It. He's the when they're in kid form. He's the chubbier kid. I mean, you know, call a spade a spade. Sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but you're ta- you're taking too long on the are you afraid of the dark for the record. <laughs> we're, we're, this is... I thought well uh, that one kind of deserves its own thing because it's basically you're belaboring. It's it. basically a two hour long are you afraid of the dark movie that you can find through Paramount Plus, and it is if you want kid based horror like horror that you would see on Nickelodeon like you're wanting something to watch with a younger fan or someone who's a little bit uh, more susceptible to horror maybe start them off with this type of thing mm-hmm. um, Mr. Top Hat's pretty creepy the Carnival of Doom's a, a pretty decent uh, pretty decent foray into that universe so there you have it plus they extend the mythos of the Midnight Society and all that fun stuff that's uh, that's my analysis of You Should Have Left I'm sorry cool. of Are You Afraid of the Dark I'm sure oh, You left. Should Have Left. <laughs> well, sorry, I'm there's not a movie called You Should Have Left that you watched. <laughs> and that brings me to my next movie called You Should Have Left. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> um, this was a rented on Amazon Blumhouse movie. Um, I for, Somehow this one flew under our radar. I don't think we ever covered it on HRR. I have not heard of it. So, Jack, you definitely have heard of this. This is the Kevin Bacon and Amanda Seyfried joint wherein they are just taking blatantly taking shit from House of Leaves. Oh yeah, yeah. I remember. I talked about this. On, yeah, um, you haven't seen it though, right? No, I have not. Okay, don't. Um, this movie, all of the good things about it are the House of Leaves things. The part that it literally stole. <laughs> the stuff that it just straight up steals from Daniel Lewski is good and cool and is uh, you know expectedly creepy, and then the rest of it. Really fucking lazy bullshit. (laughs) Um, And it's upsetting because I've had a bunch of people come and talk to me about like, oh, yeah, you should have left. That was actually a pretty good movie. They did a bunch of these like crazy geometry things. But like as soon as you strip it, well, that would make I I don't think. Have you read House of Leaves, Jake? No. Okay. Yeah. So that would make sense if you've read House of Leaves. Okay. Um, Once you strip out all of the novel concepts that they are just stealing from that book. And I guess my apologies if they had some like license with the author, but I didn't see any. Uh, no, about that. because I learned about this movie from Daniel Lewski posting on his Instagram, being like, uh, "Excuse me, <laughs> I <believe laughs> hi, I, I invented all this. of this stuff that you're stealing." 
Um, yeah, whatever. Don't watch. You should have left. It's bad. That's that's the end of that story. Um, oh, he wrote that sexy new mummy movie, the Tom Cruise one. Oh the, god, the, that one. The, the writer too. of this movie also wrote that dumb new mummy movie. So Great. that's unsurprising. Great. So he's reading a lot of source material, and he's like, "Oh yeah, I should make a movie about this and give zero credit." <laughs> he also um, wrote Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. So this guy's on fucking fire. <laughs> uh here's what i'll go out with um i watched the collector this was one that i just wanted to put on in the background i actually had never seen the first one i watched the collection which is number two a while ago and thought it was fun and interesting uh without knowing that it actually had it was that it was the second in a trilogy yeah um the third movie hasn't come out yet and I eventually wanted to like circle back and you know cross this one off because I, I like the tone of it I guess uh, which doesn't which is a very weird thing to say if you know what the series is it's basically like the more violent version of Saw as a home invasion instead of like playing a game like it's all about traps and like outsmarting this this genius uh, engineer guy who's like doing crazy shit and putting bear traps all over the place and razor wire and laser beams and whatever all this other shit laser beams um, anyways I am so excited for when the collected comes out the third I one I was gonna ask what it's gonna be called I, I was collected. going with collections what? It came out in like mid two thousands, right? Something like that. The collector was two thousand nine. Collection okay. was like twenty twelve or something okay. like that. Okay. And it is in no way related to the sixties movie, The Collector, the horror movie, The Collector. No I clue. Think. Never heard of the sixties one. Okay. Um I did we'll have to look into that, but probably not. I'm guessing not. Okay. Um, when you say Mark, when you say it's the more violent version of Saw, do you mean the original Saw or Saw as a thing? Because those um, are very it is, different things. It is on par with the violence <laughs> levels of the later Saw movies. Okay. Like okay. it's they they get pretty nasty. <laughs> yeah, but they do, but they get nasty in like a popcorny way, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, and that's what this is too. It's like it's very popcorny, very if you're fine with gore, this is a fun as hell, ridiculous home invasion yeah. uh just the the contraptions of both like literally the things that you're seeing on screen as well as the plot contraptions that they're trying to make work. Mm-hmm. Um God, I love this franchise. It's just so much fun. <laughs> wow, okay. Uh so there you go. That's the collector. Nice. Well, it's got to be time to get the feature presentation because we're like 40 minutes in. That actually was significantly <laughs> faster than I expected. <laughs> I have more I can talk about. No. <laughs> we'll get to it next week. It's fine. Over at ADZHorde.com this week, we watched 2006's When a Stranger Calls, which was obviously a Mark pick. Woo! Mark, Why? Uh, Jack, you picked this movie. I'm surprised you don't remember that. <laughs> no, uh, look, I don't want to jump the gun on what this movie did right, but I'm now very happy that I didn't pick the worst crop of movies we had to watch this time around. So Hold up. Hold up. We haven't gotten to the forest yet. <laughs> oh, yeah, you did pick that movie, Jack. Oh, I know. And, and it and is it, worse than this. It's been weighing on me. I can't be. Um, we'll, <laughs> well, we'll save it. We'll save it. That'll be, it. That'll like be a fun discussion now. when we have it. <laughs> Um, I thought I liked this movie a lot. Well, I look, I, I actually do like this movie. <laughs> I, I am an apologist. I am one of the 86% of Google users that give this favorable reviews. Um, it is a, fl- it has a bunch of flawless imperfections. Jake is flashing his beer at the camera. <clears throat> Here's the thing. This was a movie that we, uh, rented through Redbox back in college when it came out. Um, Oh, you have a nostalgia factor. I saw this and in we, theaters. 
And we watched How it. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Hold on. Let, me work, let the man finish, Jack. <laughs> but I, I kind of wanted to hear more about seeing it in theaters. but I, I do, too, but we're out of order. We watched nothing this. Nothing if not, not rigid. We watched this with a big group. It is a, like, I'll defend that it is a competently made fun movie to like watch with a group. I actually think there is a very <laughs> strong case to be had here that so, this movie is so on rails that you can, it, it's one of those like mystery science theater type movies no, this, that you can just sit and riff on and it doesn't matter. Like okay. we're getting too far into, we're, I think we're, couple we're, things yeah, you're, here. You're defending. The I movie like already. that you you're said it's, supposed to be it's doing that. competency is dependent on you watching it with a group of people. I like that. It has a dependent clause on its competency. That's, Awesome. I think that's important, I would though, also. not defend this movie's competency. I also think it is wildly not on rails. There are so many choices in this movie for no fucking reason whatsoever are, that I'm very excited to talk about that we just are, are so lunacy. Ahead of so, Look, yeah, saw- in, in conclusion, <laughs> this was a great movie to pick because we're going to have a lot of things to say about it. So you're welcome. I watched this in theaters. I think my sister and I saw this in theaters together back in 2006, back in aught six. And I is this PG thirteen movie? Yeah. Oh, you know it is. It might be PG. It, what the fuck it could has, possibly no, there's be no R way it's in PG. here? <laughs> this could be PG. They don't swear. I, yeah, I don't think they even curse yeah. in this movie. Like the most disturbing. The, yeah, yeah. It, there's like a little bit of blood in the first in the fucking cold open. You see a oh, body. We'll talk about the cold open. Shut up about the cold open. I want it. There's a lot to unpack there. It's PG thirteen. <laughs> you see a body that moves noticeably. Hi, <laughs> dude. It's and a carnival. I haven't seen that. I never. I I hadn't seen this movie. <laughs> I hadn't seen it. I haven't seen the original either. I think the name is dumb. I don't like the name When a Stranger Calls. That's not this movie's fault, although it's this movie's fault that it was made. <laughs> the, the original is... I don't want to talk about the original because the original is pretty fun and good. I and haven't seen the original, and now I really want to go back and watch it. And I think it is, ha- Mark, I think it is you free on Prime. <laughs> you, you are Mark. obligated. To. I will. I will. Don't worry about it. Good. It's going on my list. This All right. fucking movie cool. well, is uh, so good. What's, right. <laughs> you're right. What subgenres? Yeah, what no, subgenres? No, don't don't do into? that to him. No, Mark picked this movie. That means don't he has to have like oh, a thirty yeah, second shit. plot synopsis. Mark thirty seconds. Thank you, Jack. Are on the goddamn Our clock. fucking stalwart hero. Gonna, it's gonna start Saving when you day. start. <laughs> Jill is a high school student who has to take a babysitting job because she totally ran out of minutes on her cell phone plan. <laughs> And uh, when she gets there, the kids are already asleep. It's a big-ass house, kind of creepy. She gets a bunch of prank calls from what she thinks are some friends of hers that are at a very lit high school party. And it uh, turns out some of them are friends, and some of them are the killer that's inside the house because it's that same story you've heard a ton of times. Um, they She finds some dead bodies, and then they escape the house, and then at the very end there's one of those like hallucinatory Time. scenes. Yeah. <laughs> I got it. I think I got the whole thing. I mean... <laughs> For a, you know, at its best, it's derivative. <laughs> this, I mean, yes, actually, that is probably about as close to a favorable review as you can get this movie. Yeah. You know when they say things are a punchline in search of a setup? That's what this movie is. They had the idea to remake the, the call is coming from inside the house, and they, may, I mean, they they sure got there. They, they, they got that payoff, and boy, did they. 
Yeah, they boy but, sure did. At what cost? Yeah. <laughs> at every, it cost them everything. Uh, about four dollars, I think. Made like a quadrillion dollars, dude. <laughs> it made this ninety million. It made ninety million dollars. No, 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 it, Mark. It it made like seventy million dollars. It cost fifteen mil. Made seventy box office. Yeah, this movie I, made like twenty five mil its opening weekend. This is that is insane. I'm not okay with it. I find it weird that you corrected me from ninety to seventy, but yeah, oh, I okay. thought you said nine. No, you no, cut out yeah. a little bit on Skype. Yeah, I was like, no, I, this, I, I thought I you were saying this movie thing, lost. Yeah. A I heard bunch the same money. thing, Jacker, and I thought you were suggesting it lost money. No, no yeah, that's probably too. my mic then. Yeah, I I thought it made ninety million. It made sixty-seven point I mean, one million box office, so plus all the residuals from me renting it through Redbox. Yeah. right? it's made a lot more than that. <laughs> this yeah. movie was a fucking success. I'm very upset success. to have contributed to that. <laughs> Yo, PG thirteen horror. Sometimes it's, you hit the spot. I mean, it all like almost always makes money. Yeah, PG thirteen horror is a fastball, dude. Right. Fuck. Let's talk about what the it. fuck subgenres of horror this fits into. Home PG thirteen, PG thirteen, <laughs> PG thirteen should actually that be should on the be list. on the list. That's Toter. Uh, working on it. That's the one fucking document I didn't have pulled up. <laughs> <laughs> That's also kind uh, of the only genre of horror it fits into. Slasher a little bit. Well, and and well, home invasion. What I do you mean, mean? A little bit. Without the siege part, I'd, I'd get, I would put it as either slasher or home invasion. Uh, I guess I'll bring this up now. Um, it's, it's it's half of both. <laughs> sure. It claims to be a psychological horror movie, which is <laughs> obscene. That's <laughs> one of the more unforgivable things I've ever heard. <laughs> How about this? The one of the main things. This is on like every every like Wikipedia, IMDb, like every place that has trivia about this movie has this little fact that uh, Camilla Bell didn't want to be in this movie because she had a distaste for horror movies, and the director talked her into it because he convinced her that he was going to make a deeper psychological horror movie that wasn't like other dumb horror movies. And that's one of the greatest lies ever perpetrated on a poor young woman. <laughs> do you think Do you think that his interpretation of that was the reason for including the last two minutes of the movie where she's in the <laughs> hospital? <laughs> and that's like, oh yeah, we made a deep psychological thriller here where there's a guy in the background and it's a dream. Jesus In fairness. Christ. Okay, we're 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 burying the lead a little bit. So the director of this movie was Simon West, also directed Con Air. So he has done better work. Yeah, Con Rare well, he's done Con I don't know Rare. if he's done worse work. He also directed Laura Croft Tomb Raider. Mm-hmm. And Pretty Jake, the most notable one, the music video for Never Gonna Give You Up, the Rick Astley song. Oh, okay. Please tell me that's Con true. Con Air is still the best that's of That's absolutely all of that. true, Mark. Well, Con Air is one of the best movies of all time. Like, of course that's the best of all of them. Well, I'm just saying. It's the best. It bears repeating, Mark. I yeah, said but it once before, but it bears repeating now. This okay. poor woman who didn't want to do a generic horror movie because she thought they were stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and look, I also recognize that what we're talking about lies producers and directors have told young women to get them to be in movies. This isn't even on, like, any <laughs> Pretty innocuous, list. grand but scheme still, of things. Pretty innocuous. But still. <laughs> it doesn't make any of the lying okay, to be clear. Yeah. Yeah. Just, I mean, she, I don't know what they paid her, but she was in a financially I successful movie. I fucking hope so fucking much money. she probably ha- hates, so. Although, I also think that story might be horseshit, because the next line of that trivia piece is, she had to turn down a role in the remake of Black Christmas to take this movie. It's like, uh, oh, yeah, you don't like generic, dumb slasher horror movies? You fucking idiot. Like, look, if you're a, a beautiful young 20-something that's like, 
that has an agent that's getting your that's getting your mugshot in front of headshot whatever they're called in front of mugshot you got it right that's <laughs> <laughs> that's getting your like resume in front of Hollywood producers you're gonna get a bunch of callbacks for horror movies like that's just it's gonna fair. happen it's fair can we move on to what the movie does right yes oh yeah because oh, Camilla so Bell's attractiveness is one of two things I had written down <laughs> she is very pretty yeah top of her game yeah. pretty. And Pretty she did attractive. a lot of like weight training and running. Uh, learned how to run to be. In oh this my movie. god! <laughs> save it for another. Save it for another are time. Suge- are you the, wait? The, are you the, suggesting the, that her running prior to this is was worse? Was worse? I mean, one of it, she in interviews has said how much training she did to learn how to run for this movie on that weird sawdust strewn <laughs> track. <laughs> Me. Guys, what is save that it. Save it for later. <laughs> okay, other thing. Of the two things that I had written down of what this movie does right, one, I'm just going to read these. One, Camilla Bell's attractiveness. Two, I like Colorado. That's it. <laughs> Let's move on. I had two things written hold down on. as well, Jake. Okay. One okay. was, hold on. holy shit, I forgot Tessa Thompson was in this, and I like Tessa Thompson. <laughs> Number two, okay. I don't think I picked the worst movie of the slew of picks anymore. That's what this so movie wait, did That's right. something the movie does right. Yeah. Is by virtue, it, it, by virtue of being worse than the movies you picked, you think, it saved your ass? I think is so, yes. Suggestion? That's, that's what the movie We haven't gotten to with the forest yet. Here's the you. part. Now, Mark, Jack, you've exhausted your list, correct? That's all I had and does right, yes. As have I. Now, Mark, this is the part where you do your sympathetic bullshit. <laughs> Proceed. Okay. So you guys can go ahead and take your headphones off. That'll be fine. Yeah. Uh, speaking well, of which, if we masters, could time I'm, out, I'm I do need out. another cocktail here for this, I and I'm not joking. Out. <laughs> like pee. Oh, Jesus, they actually left. <laughs> okay, so to start off with things... We shouldn't just blow by Camilla Bell is attractive because she also does an incredible job leading this movie. Like, I would say, okay, you don't think her performance is well? You're shaking your head. I literally had her performance in something this movie does hard wrong. Her scream when she finds her friend's body in the bathroom is one of the least believable things I've ever seen put to film. And I've seen <laughs> Kanye West's dumb fucking face in that four or five seconds music video, which I previously <laughs> thought was the least sincere thing I'd ever seen put to film. But now it's wow. this. This okay. is the least. Okay, so this, you're going. To, you're you're going to put a hard line. You're no, I'm just angry least. at Mark, so I'm I'm exaggerating. I you're angry, or you're. I wouldn't say it's exemplary. I would say that this movie is such a heaping pile of steaming dog shit that it it's okay. <laughs> by compare, and okay, it's one of the best really parts. It's one of the best aspects yeah. of the movie. But I was not willing to go there. Therefore, I left it at her attractiveness. It's a bit dramatic. <laughs> well, Mark, <laughs> here uh, we are. <clears throat> The setting is also probably no noteworthy here in what it does right because this house you can't just you can't have is a bananas yeah you can't have a the call is coming from in th- inside the house you know ninety minute long feature length movie where you're in like a single or like a split level suburban home a twelve hundred square foot ranch <laughs> yeah it's, oh yeah he's over there he's in that closet yeah, I can see him yeah. I can see your shoes dude. You need to have one of these enormous labyrinthine, like nonsensical. There's a guest house. There's a third floor that's a separate apartment. The tropical there's, rainforest is certainly the most noteworthy. The tropical part of rainforest house. in the middle of the house that is currently, I think, where Jack is. is that uh, shit that's is my background. <laughs> awesome. For the record, it would be totally awesome though if the, if she wasn't just like a like like my house back in Boise like a 1200 square foot house and the police say the call's coming from inside the house and she turns around and there's some shoes from under a curtain <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's the 12 minute short version of this 
Um, I do believe the, the, is it 1960 version, the original of this? Um, the first, one of the reasons they wanted to remake this was because the first 20 minutes of that movie is what this whole movie is, is the original encounter with the serial killer. Um, and I mean, frankly, that's probably the appropriate length of time. Don't stretch that into a three act structure, but you know what? I do kind of like the idea that there could have been just like the the shoes under the curtain. That would have been fun too. (laughs) But if you are going to make it into a full-length movie, you have to do it this way. You have to put them in a, like I said earlier, like a, you have to put them in a labyrinth that they're unfamiliar with. Otherwise, the plot doesn't make any sense. And now that you've done that, the plot makes complete and total sense. <laughs> You okay, know what, perfect. Mark, it's, I will. It's infallible. I will give it credit for this. They at least thought about the fact, right? When a stranger calls works because of it being in the 70s, the original one, right? Like you have a house with a house line and it doesn't work when everybody has a cell phone. So they at least gave some thought to like, how do we strip this young woman of her cell phone? They do it in a colossally stupid way, but they at least think about it. <laughs> I had this I had this in nitpicks or whatever, but I do think it's really funny that <laughs> every single time she calls somebody with their cell phones, they pick up and in crystal clear English, they say, oh, we have really bad reception up here. Just so you know, I hi, by the way. Also, we have really <laughs> bad reception. Did you notice every single call started oh, with yeah, that? Oh, like, yeah. Wow. They added some like yeah. after post effects of like some... Yeah. But... Uh, <laughs> But it's always after that. They have to get in that first sentence of reception's really bad up here. I don't think our cell phones are going to work. And then you hear that perfectly well. And then everything after that is garbled. Yeah. I, mean, um, I guess I also kind of liked Clark Gregg in this movie. I forgot he was in it too. And he's kind of fun. I have no idea who that is. Her dad. Oh, okay. The, the, the guy yeah. from the Avengers, the agent from the Aven- agent Coulson or Polson or whatever from the Avengers. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. The, the he's one of those guys. Yeah, I feel like he's been in like commercials and stuff. The one who says, I "Hey, I love you, but you went eight hundred minutes over your cell phone. Eight hundred minutes? Fuck me." <laughs> no, that's a hundred percent doable. No. Um, no, it's speaking from experience. You know, you just call a hotline, and <laughs> before you know <laughs> it, <laughs> um, I do love. This is probably something for a di- an entirely different category that we don't have, but at, insofar as we find it charming when movies are time capsules, this movie has a lot of time capsule stuff in it. It is about as late as you could have gone and still had it be believable that there was a landline in this house because, I mean, people haven't had, had landlines since 2006, Yeah, but that was like the main lifeline for this whole thing. And, and, and beyond I, that, I, I was kind of charmed by the sheer amount of dialogue devoted to minutes. The amount yeah. number of minutes she had, the, the, like the first thirty minutes of this movie, is just talking about how many minutes on a cell phone somebody it has. Was, it was. When was the last time you guys worried about for like twenty seconds on a cell phone? It was. It was fine. Uh, I like to go see, back Mark, to time. in sophomore co- in sophomore year of undergrad. I bought. I think. Uh, 800, it might be thinking 800. I bought some hundred number of minutes for the year and I was very worried about minutes because it was all I had. And this was like (laughs) significantly after iPhones. This was like well after iPhones were out. So it was not good. I was using a flip phone and I had minutes and I was very worried about them in 2009. (laughs) I mean, I, I still had my flip phone until through college. So through 2011. Uh, I didn't get my first like smartphone smartphone until after I got my first job in 2012. So, yeah, 
I mean, yeah, I, I for a while there, it wasn't a flip phone. It was one of those ones that you had like the slidey thing and it was a keyboard. Yeah. 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 I couldn't afford that. I just had the flip phone. The one oh, this was, Walmart, this was the free the one that out. you got with the family plan. <laughs> mm-hmm. I assure you. Uh, I was probably like 2011-ish. Yeah. 2006 was definitively still minutes. It was but definitely minutes. Seeing seeing a I, was it Vodafone? They show the they show the like name brand of the phone it wasn't for a Vodafone. second. <laughs> they they she turns this it is on. America. I might have I might have it written down somewhere. I'll tell you a little bit later. Yeah. But um, she turns it on, and there was like one of those, uh, like the phone services that just it's shows up like on the Virgin little LED Mobile thing. or some bullshit, yeah, something like that. Virgin. And just Viacom seeing that it's, international, it's like seeing an endangered animal in its natural habitat. You know, like you go back and you watch a David Attenborough documentary from like 1995, and he's talking about like the you know freaking endangered rhinoceroses. Yeah, those. <laughs> They're my favorite big boys. Um, beyond that, <laughs> to continue, since I am, since you guys just sh- shotgunned your does rights out there. Well, Mark, the truth is, monologue. if you listen to mine, it didn't have anything that it did. Me right, neither. In my opinion. Mine that reminded so me of the existence of that Tessa Thompson so and made me feel better about picking a very bad movie. I, know, I, Mark, I know you want me to come in with like a book, like a scholarly dissertation on like what this did from a technical perspective, but it was so infuriating as a watch that I was just not <laughs> willing to go there. <laughs> It was so, like, I told you, I already blew my load. It was at best derivative, and I guess that's something it did right because it put some, like, half-assed, half-baked bullshit out there. Hey, they they said the line, the call is coming from inside the house. They said the hell out of that line. They did say it. Yeah, yeah hell they yeah. They fucking nailed it. Did they, do they not also say that line in Black Christmas, the original Black Christmas? I don't Because that's the movie that has that the absolute. It, but they don't. I'm remembering that they're say- that they say it, but I don't think they say it in that way. Well, yeah, I, maybe we need to go back and rewatch that one. But that's the one that has the absolutely transcendent sequence of how they tra- how they uh, like track the call, and it's a bunch of like gizmos and gears and gadgets <laughs> and shit. And they're like, "Hold on, you got to keep him on the phone for 45 minutes so that our guy can like walk around and test with a multimeter like minutes. where the voltage is." Um, Tell me about your dreams. <laughs> I don't have a response to that. I don't dream anymore, man. It's all darkness. Oof. Jesus Christ. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wasn't even... It was a... It was a I'm, okay. <laughs> good um, You mentioned that it's derivative, but it is good source material that it's deriving from. So, I mean, I'm not going to penalize it there, and it is nice to... Like, I like that element. It was a thing that played well with its target audience. Of- the call is coming from inside the house is one of the all-time great horror tropes. Like, horror yes. just, you know, exactly. stories. Like, yeah. Yeah, we joke a lot about like that old chestnut, but this actually is one of those old chestnuts that's fucking awesome. So there you go. It's not it's not getting a lot of credit for being original, but it's getting credit for deriving itself from No, that. because they they it it's so stupid the it way they chestnuts. talk about the caller ID and call tracing in this movie that I can't even give it credit for using the derivative like using that old trope because they do it they sh- they do they shoehorn it in more than Jake did his beer selection. Boom! Shots fired. <laughs> no, it's fine because a, a shoehorny beer selection for a shoehorny movie is perfect, you'll find. This wasn't a shoehorny movie. This no, was, the movie does a lot of shoehorning. It shoehorns that trope in. Okay. 
But it does it does fit. It is a horror movie. I'm not shoehorning this into it. No, no, no. That's no, not what I mean. It's no, a, it's they're shoehorning that. Movie. I just feel attacked. Okay. <laughs> well, I have a. This movie is definitely 100 percent a PG-13 it's horror movie. Certainly that couldn't be anything accurate. else. So yeah. okay, this is going to be a great transition, probably in, directly into does wrong because I doubt you guys have anything in does metal. <laughs> Jack has like six things. He was texting me about it. <laughs> okay, lies. Um. This movie is good because it isn't good. We don't have fuck. We, see, we've never my explanation. Yeah, you nailed it. We've danced around this for a long time on a lot of episodes of like what makes a bad movie good, and I would even venture to say that this bad movie is still bad. But as far as hard agree, as far as <laughs> movies that would be near the top of my list to put on and watch with you three. This is, I mean, this is probably the front runner. This would Who's be a third? fucking gas to watch with you two because, like I <laughs> said, you. you do not need to watch the movie. <laughs> it is soldiering on. It is pure entertainment value of Mark. what you're able to, like the the jokes that this thing is providing for you to comment on while you're watching. Okay, and that's what this movie does, right? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Tell me you wouldn't have a goddamn blast. They should, I mean, we would have more fun watching this than we had watching Girl on the Third Floor, and that movie sucked. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. But, but the, you don't yeah, think I mean, we could put this on in the background like, while we rock. play beer pong or something I think like we'd that? have an equivalent <laughs> amount of fun, because I just like hanging out with you guys. I, well, oh, that's nice. Here's the thing. like When there's a movie <laughs> like this... No, it is nice. When there's a movie like this that you can kind of gang up on, like there's a certain yeah. amount of, like bullying is fun that exists, and that's what this would be. Okay. It's super easy to be to go negative on stuff, and when the movie's not even trying to make a case for itself, like this movie may, did 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 well at the box office because it has a very specific target demographic of like teenager horror fans who don't want to be that scared, but kind of want to be scared a little bit, but like. When you go in writing that movie, producing that movie, putting that movie on film and putting your stamp on it out in the world, you know you're not making a good movie. <laughs> like, everyone involved with this knew exactly what they were getting out of it. And uh, at yeah, that point, it's like, not oh, like you're beating up on yeah. the on the ugly kid. You're, you're like, this is like, you. the movie knew what it was getting itself into and commenting on it feels fine because they uh, also knew. Camilla it Bell, I think, knew what they were getting into. <laughs> well, okay. You know what? Sometimes there needs to be a sacrifice. <laughs> Okay. Oh, so boy, that's that's, that's my defense of this ruthless. movie. Okay. Well, what does what this movie do? Middle. Nothing. I had the hurricane in middle. the The background the ridiculous. Hurricane. Well, whatever. It's a haboob. A haboob. Yeah, the haboob that's happening in the background. That seemingly is only happening at the location that she is at. The house that she's babysitting is she'll walk outside and there's like 60 mile an hour sustained winds and then she'll get a call from one of her friends at the party and you can see the fire you can see the burning man in the background and it's just like almost like that's happening on a sound stage are we transitioning to wrong because this party i feel like the party before we actually get there i'm remembering the party being like on a lagoon with palm trees Like, it feels like that. Kind of, yeah. It's, it's it's about a half step short of people in the background doing like ATV tricks and like backflips on jet skis and shit. I think oh, there are God. jet skis in the background of one scene. It's, so, so the thing is with the party scene is like it's not cool enough to be like a Lost Boys sexy sax man level of dumbassery. 
and then therefore it fails. Right? <laughs> like, yeah, it's, it's not just it's, it doesn't reach that outrage as echelon. It's it, not quite it, the it party get from to that level. Accepted, right? Yeah, you have to go so hard into the outrage territory that it becomes kind of a joke in and of itself. This is just right. You dumb. have to have topless women floating in the pool while guys do backflips on motorbikes, and Lewis Black is screaming from the top of the half pipe. Yeah, it's like oh, it's like oh, Lewis have... Black. Yeah. Oh, is that from Accepted? I haven't seen Accepted. Yes, you okay, Mark. Okay, it's okay. on Netflix now. You should watch it. Accepted's pretty good. You like it. You would like Accepted a lot. I, I'm sure oh. I would. I can gear. I like this movie, so I mean, my bar is pretty low, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Emma Stone's in that, right? Am I thinking of the right thing? No, you are not thinking of the right thing. Oh, is that Easy A? Uh, yes, Emma Stone is in Easy A, yes, and that's a wildly different movie. Okay, gotcha. Uh, let's do mo- Does Wrong. I've been talking forever, so I'm hey, going to you guys to weigh in here. Why the like fuck does this movie in. open with an atrociously edited eight-minute segment of random things happening for no fucking reason? Oh, my God. This might be the best. Like, this is the worst cold open, air quotes, whatever, what you might call it a cold open. Unbelievable. Ever. Even ever. just as a it's, standalone thing, And it's still it's going through. It's still going through its, like, open sort of credits five and a half minutes into a movie that is an hour and 20, including the end credits. Also, there, like 10% of this runtime is that. This movie felt three hours long. I could not wait for this movie to be over. <laughs> <laughs> I actually have no idea how long it is. It's 87 Anyone? minutes. It's an hour and 20 minutes. Yeah, okay. official runtime is 87, but an hour 20 without credits, yeah. Okay, so I had already removed the credits when I took my note. Yeah. See, I was smarter than I gave myself credit for. and then But I, it, the opening of this movie is one of the least accessible things I've ever watched. And and it's I so made it weird. like 16 minutes into the Snyder Cut the other night when I was drunk. It, <laughs> it's, so, it's so... I want the Snyder Cut of this movie. I oh It's so weird God. that they think that the cold open helped. Super masochist. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, I'd, I'd rather watch the... Whatever, whatever, whatever. whatever. So I would rather watch the Snyder Cut of this movie than the actual Snyder Cut. At least, People, at least Simon West doesn't think he's an artist. He made Con Air. I know. That's art. And The Mechanic, also a good movie. The Mechanic is a pretty good movie. It's no Con Air. Mark, I like that you were doing, trying to do it. I'm leaning away from my mic because I'm offended that I got interrupted, but then you couldn't help but turn back to your mic to make the mechanic comment. <laughs> you know me. I have to participate. Um, I like that there's someone out there either the writers or the producers, whoever it is, who thought that the cold open helped. Like, (laughs) (laughs) Mark's like, bless their soul. And not even that it helped, that it didn't make the movie much, much worse. They're like Uh, going off of a checklist of things that blockbuster, like horror movies have to have. And they're like, cold open. Okay, how do we make a cold open for a PG-13 movie? Okay, we're going to start with a carnival. Literally in someone's backyard, like like thirty feet from their back door, because that's a thing that happens, I guess, in Colorado. They back up against a field, Mark. Colorado and it's important, has a lot of fields. It's important that we demonstrate how dangerous this guy is. So, in order to do that, we're gonna have a cop walk in and say, "Oh my God, what was the murder weapon?" And then we're gonna have another cop say, "There wasn't one." And you know what we're gonna do? You know what we're gonna do? That's crazy. We're not gonna show any of it. <laughs> 
We're going to show zero gore there. We're painting a word picture, man. And it's, there was some blood on that bag, Mark. It's every aspect of the cold open is the worst they could have possibly done. The editing on it, it's all choppy and cut together in an impossible-to-follow way. Yep. Oh, my God. It's truly fantastic. Zero violence. Zero. Vi- and they thought they were implying, like, a Mortal so, Kombat level of violence, and they achieved none of it. I mean, they came out. Okay. We're in what the movie does wrong, and I totally agree with you. However, I will say that at least they put the work in to, like, bring out, like, 18 sets of bags, which means this person was, like, ripped limb from limb. I guess. were ripped limb from limb. And in addition to that, the fact that that you're going to go into this movie, you can't be unaware of the fact that you're making that long of a sequence, and you're doing it in a way that's, like, to your point, Mark, Sometimes what you don't show people is better, but you're also making this CG-13 horror movie where it's all about what you show people makes it better, so it's at odds with itself. They don't even understand that concept. so heartening. (laughs) Like, I love, I I actually love it. See, and that's what I mean by I want to see the Snyder Cut of this, because I want to see the five-minute long version of that where they don't, they continue to not show any gore, but that cop is just like, is that a kneecap? Yeah. What are those toes doing over there? So, Why are their intestines on the roof? This was... <laughs> you just reminded me of, like, the Dumb and Dumber sequel where the full house dad walks into the bathroom and he's like, there's shit everywhere. <laughs> you know what it um, reminds me of? You know what it reminds me of is the scene in um, The Happening when they were still dancing on the line of R versus PG-13 and they have the... I, they they meet at the crossroads and each person from from the different directions the crossroads comes in and so they're like don't go that way people hanging from trees oh don't go that way lawnmower oh don't We're go not that show way you any of it but <laughs> don't go that way there's a pond you know <laughs> we can't go any of these ways there's a ton of violence happening over there we're not going to show you it so but there's violence it, all over that place in summary this is something the movie does very very wrong but it's prior to it becoming like offensive and angering <laughs> to me, at least. Yeah. Well, speaking of it becoming offensive and angering, I do. The next bullet point I had is I think it's hilarious. Once he actually does start talking to her on the phone, like deep into the movie, and she goes, "What do you want?" And he goes, "Your blood." all over me and then she does this like <laughs> look at the phone like i'm disgusted that you would say that rather than i'm fearful for my life yeah thing it's How such a dare weird you, reaction sir yeah like, <laughs> excuse me <laughs> that <Yuck>. is gross <laughs> but she did a tremendous job you're right mark <laughs> she <laughs> fuck off <laughs> <laughs> I think she does do a pretty good job delivering like the level of drama. Hey, I don't that know you how much what was this. written for her. So remember yeah. how this movie made ninety million dollars? Hey man, no. Okay, but I don't. <laughs> let's not move past the very beginning of this movie because million, we transition whatever. from an unwatchable, impossibly poorly edited, cut <laughs> cold open to entirely unnecessary high school drama that they acknowledge how stupid it is in the actual dialogue itself. Ugh. Yep. Well, yeah. and oh I mean, God. if we're going to throw that in, I feel like we also just need to mention the. I think the thing you immediately cut to is a track, track. sequence. Yeah. It's an elevated it's track. track around a basketball court that apparently <laughs> takes her 24 seconds to 26 seconds to run around. Yeah, so what is what is My that goodness. corresponding to? Is that a quarter mile? No. What is she, What could she? No. It, I mean, 26 second quarter mile would be fucking blazing. <laughs> yeah, I know. So exactly. what distance? You're running, you're is running it? a mile in two minutes. What no, distance? I, I don't is know, it? Jack. It's just a track around a. 
Oh yeah, I see. She's training for something. I don't fucking know, dude. It's what they have. <laughs> Schools it's are the not indoor well track in this country. They have at this Colorado high school. Why do they not have an outdoor track? We don't know. I mean those those mom, weird the, mom, mom. <laughs> Mark, it's just a haboob. <laughs> they can't go outside. <laughs> yeah, it's an oppressive windstorm on the, yeah. on the outside world. I mean those elevated tracks do exist, but it's just weird. Well, yeah. And, and the fact that they're like cross-cutting her running with this like prepubescent basketball game for happening. No like she's distracted f- and can't focus on her running because there's that like boys. Such, I can't believe they did that. They also hoops. cut from the prepubescent basketball game to the Brad Suoski stuff, her like boyfriend. And he's like, I mean, 28 in this. They like cut from <laughs> children playing basketball to a 28 year old JV man. team, Jack. <laughs> they haven't hit their growth spurts. He looks yeah, so freshmen. old in this. How old was Camilla Bell in this? I'm curious because she. I mean, I, I would buy that she was. Like, you could buy her, but her boyfriend. I could, could be four age. She's. I don't think she's. She probably was like twenty. Yeah, I guess I would buy 20? that. Uh, she was twenty. Yeah, she was born in '86, and this came out Boom. in 2006. So when Nailed she filmed, it. she was probably 19. Nailed it. Dude. So that makes she's sense. Like not that. She's basically our age, like slightly older. Yeah, but her boyfriend in this movie is not slightly older. No, he's significantly older. He's probably 45. <laughs> <laughs> he's 40. I bet he's 40. Oh, why are we guessing? This is stupid. Can we talk about what the movie does wrong? Can I get into the things that yeah, happen? Go more. Go more. But what I'm saying is it cuts from the impossibly bad cold open. But you're still the start. Because it's, that's, that's your yes, introduction it's it's to bad. this movie. I understand that. It goes from like a so bad it's good sort of cold open, like why would you ever have done this, to like that sequence, which is just like, oh shit, I guess I'm in for it now. Why was but there a carnival? Actually, what actually was offensive to me was the trajectory that this took from a horror standpoint, because this is a movie that is built almost entirely on the false jump scare. And it's not even just the false jump scare. It's the type of false jump scare that's fucking offensive because it sometimes doesn't even phase her in the movie. <laughs> just like, to fuck she's with not, you, it, the she audience She doesn't even member. react yeah. to some shit. Yeah. And it comes with the... The, the the sound the sting, has the sting yeah. Oh, yeah. shit happen and <clears throat> nothing dead dead on her end that's a f- that is unacceptable dude i'm so fucking, fucking pissed and it just builds to nothing and that's it's all the movie half, is that's all the movie it's is it's over half the runtime before she even gets on the phone with his asshole for the first fucking time <laughs> i want your blood all over <laughs> nothing me nothing happens for the first half of the movie except for false climaxes and they're the worst laziest and, jump scares and them paying so much attention to technical things that they fully ignore later on. Either understand how caller ID works or fucking don't, but don't focus on caller ID as an aspect of the movie and then fully ignore it later on. It's unbelievable how stupid. Whatever, what this movie did wrong, wrong, wrong. Wrong. This movie wrong. feels like they took like eighteen different writers, and they're like, it each of you get a page, me. and you don't get to write, you don't get to read what the person before <laughs> you, know, you wrote. You don't get to see what's happened before. It was all the same scare. It was so bad. <clears throat> Fuck. It's I'm exhausted. Astonishing. <laughs> Mark, just blow the fucking like whistle. Great it's all gonna be nitpicks and what it does Whoa. wrong from now on. But hold on. But and Jake, when it does happen, this is the least exciting fight I've ever seen. On a movie. Thank you for mentioning it because there's, I was not going to let you go to nitpicks without talking about the climax. There's of the movie. no threat whatsoever. This person who weighs 130 pounds more than her just collapses really, all the time. He's, he's was, one of the least threatening villains. It was close <laughs> to believable when she just full on tossed him off of her. She's like, on the side like of the a stairs. tissue. 
wait, are we agreeing? I don't. Or are you not understanding me? <laughs> I don't think I I'm saying you. it was close to believable when she just sloughed him off. This guy is not threatening. But he's he. I agree. He's not threatening. He does I way fo- more than her. Yes, that is a physical characteristic of it him is compared to her by like maybe fifty pounds. Yeah, not 150. Uh, he's a pretty big I'll guy. Give him, I'll give him 70. I'll give you him think 70 this guy pounds. weighs 250, Jack? I don't know. I weigh 260. Yeah, Jesus Christ, Jack. This guy weighs like 180. <laughs> <laughs> I also feel like he's like 5'7". He's, yeah, he's also not 6'4", <laughs> or whatever the fuck you are. <laughs> he's, he's my height, okay? This is a me. This is a me. Okay? But with All a right. scar. With a, with a very demonstrable facial scar. That's the difference. Yeah, he, he definitely had the old Glasgow smile or whatever um oh, unbelievable that, this climb i had to reset it's such my brand. An I didn't know we were. unbelievably bad the, fight the climax of this movie is this guy walking around in the rainforest room while you hear nothing but those kids crying to the point where it's so annoying I had by to the way for a second some of the worst kid acting i've ever seen they didn't have a whole lot to do except for cry yeah it's just annoying the first time she, I mean, the first time you interact with these kids they're in a that. box they I'm have the flu <laughs> It's part Pope's of their motivation. Blue. That's a reason. See, Mark's a dad now, so he's going to, he knows. Also, I, mean, I just feel kids. like this, she's an idiot, because I think this family was trying to pull some weird shit that these kids don't actually exist. Oh, yeah, they're upstairs, but definitely don't go up and look at them. You'll wake okay, them up and hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, shush. It is. Yeah, that was the first thing I had written down as nitpicks. I love yeah. how fervently opposed the parents are to her, to her checking on their children. children. Ever. <laughs> like, I can go. Do you want me to go check? Should I meet the. Ch- no. Heavens no. My Absolute, goodness. Stay you do, away don't from their room. Check on them. They have the flu. <laughs> if they're awake, you would know. Stay where you are. Have a popsicle. <laughs> yeah. They're definitely not dolls. We've dressed up to look like our kids. <laughs> and they do exist. We are not claiming them for tax purposes. <laughs> Shut up. In fact, if you could sign this affidavit saying you babysat them and they were alive, that'd be wonderful. We need it for reasons. Good reasons. Happy reasons. <sighs> when when am I going to talk about the technology in this movie? Is it now? Do it. Now. You already now, have. This is okay. the last segment we have before we go to ratings, Jack. Okay. Yeah, so I mean, it's now or never. Fucking Do or die. From... Th- this movie goes out of its way to show you that there is a caller ID and to show you there is an alarm system and then to fully ignore both of those things throughout the entire film. The focus it is, they pay to it that is alarm the least system. Effectual, it is the least effectual alarm system, I think, in any movie. But then <laughs> it, it only go- goes off when she does things. It goes off when the door is opened, right? The dad has to turn off the uh, the system when he leaves, but then when her friend leaves, fucking absolutely nothing when it should be working. And then it goes off, I assume, because there's a stranger in the house. But it's like, fucking pay attention to your own fucking movie for a half a second. You need to put the code in when the door's opened. That's how that alarm system works. And they open the door willy-nilly. I do like how artsy the the like deadbolt thing is that it's instead of a deadbolt it's a little latchy MacGuffin at the top that the kids can't reach. That's so fun. Kid, it's so the kids can't reach. Oh, it. Yes, it's MacGuffin. You're right. And then the it's caller ID. She doesn't need to ask how many times his friend pranked her. She just said, I have caller ID. She could see exactly if that's the number that's called her and how many times. Yeah. It's they they bring up a concept and then fully ignore it. It's infuriating. 
Star 69 didn't come up in this movie, did it? Not at all. And it should have. When did Star 69 stop happening? Is that still a thing? It's still a thing. Like, it doesn't I'm work, sure for, it it's doesn't still a work thing. for like a lot of phones nowadays, though. The voice over IP huh. kind of fucked over Star 69. Yeah, okay. <clears throat> but it was definitely a thing when we were... I mean, it was around when this movie was made. Oh, it was I big when stuff this movie as early was as like Some of our listeners are like, probably. what the fuck is Star 69? Star 69 was a thing you could dial if you received a call and it would call the person back. Back, I think no, it, would, it tell would tell you, you the where number. they were. It told you the number. Told you the number. And okay, then it would go. say sixty nine. It's on your line. Yeah. But meanwhile, we're on stuff this fucking movie ignores. She doesn't know the police's non-emergency line number. She doesn't know it. She called information to get connected to the police's non-emergency line, and then she just dials a random number and gets that exact same officer. Mm-hmm. Fuck you, movie. It's. Shocking how little attention like- to its own writing this movie pays. <laughs> There's something that I'm learning about Jack, which is that as soon as he gets close to the to the precipice, like one there's like one little feather that'll push him off, and all of a sudden everything is just the worst thing that's ever happened in a movie before. It's no, but it's all it builds on how little it's just I just the movie should pay attention to its own writing like for a little bit. Like one thing should come back up, which brings me to my next point. There are <laughs> so many superfluous shots in this movie that exist for no reason that seem like they should be paid off huge. The popsicle is my best example. They do oh, such it's a dramatic zoom in on this popsicle when it's before it's melted, when it's melted, and then when she puts it into an ice bucket, which is a different nitpick, and it has nothing to fucking never pays off. What the no. fuck? They're showing the passage of time, Jack. <laughs> Thermodynamics. Oh Things God. melt time. as you leave the map. Plus, Mark, plus they- Jack, think about it. Popsicles, they're phallic. <laughs> Mark, to your point, they don't even do the passage of time right because they show you that popsicle to, I assume, <laughs> make you think this is happening in real time. But then when she calls the restaurant... The restaurant tells her he left 40 minutes ago, and it's been 46 minutes in the movie. I looked at the time code of the movie. So it's not even happening in real time, so what the fuck are you showing me with that stupid popsicle? The popsicle has additives in it, so it doesn't melt as fast as you would expect it to. That's fair. Some of those have like that weird, like, they wouldn't get cold in the freezer goo. Remember that? They shit? dropped it down Mel's hole, and it came back up, and it was glowing blue, and it wouldn't melt. Yeah. Basically. It had sheep's eyes. Uh, my. No. Mark, he's conf- <laughs> <laughs> he's conflicting some things here. Was that not Mel's hole? I thought that was that Mel's was hole. Mel's hole. They dropped a yeah, sheep okay. down. The sheep came back up. The sheep had a tumor. They cut the tumor open. Inside the tumor was a seal with human eyes. Oh god, I was fixed. How there's like, like two animals off there. You're like two animals off. Well, I mean, yeah, you I completely got- blew by the seal, Mark. How could you? Well, next time it's gonna have seal's eyes. You know, probably. Seal's eyes are beautiful. They dropped a they? sheep down they're there, like came back and, up with seal They're big fins. and dark. Do they even have any like? I was talking about the actor, the, 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 the artist seal. The kiss from a rose? Yeah, guy? exactly. Oh, I don't know if I could <clears throat> pinpoint what seal looks like in my brain. His face is all jacked up, but he's got pretty what? eyes. <laughs> <laughs> what did it look like when he did kiss, by, kiss from? Kiss Same by. thing. Kiss, kiss from, from a rose. It's all, he's got a... I feel like that song's had a mini he comeback ha- in pop. He has really such really. a distinctive yeah. face; it's unbelievable to me. You don't know what he looks like. I am gonna look it up, Jack. It's featured heavily in that uh, in the trailer for that Netflix Octavia Spencer superpower show, whatever the hell it's called, and in the 1989 Batman movie credits. 
Can really? we talk about the party that's happening in the background? <laughs> sure. I want to talk about the party. Sure. The Burning Man I did recently was better than this Burning Man. Well, that's objectively false because this no. Burning Man looks. I mean, this one was awesome. Buck wild. No. My <laughs> yeah, they've Man got palm trees. They have a. They, two do they? I thought they had palm trees. Do they actually? Hold on. Do they? <laughs> I would need to go back and look, but it wouldn't surprise me. It wouldn't surprise Jesus me Christ. Bit. They just popped down to fucking Vegas for no <laughs> yeah. reason. Really, all those palm trees that are in Colorado, you know. I mean, they happen. Who, if they, they didn't tell you where they were in Colorado, they could have been close to Four Corners, and that's not that long a drive to Vegas. They weren't close to Four Corners. I've been to Four Corners. It doesn't look like that. I agree. But, but it's it not a far drive Neither from does four the party, Mark. to Vegas. It, the party doesn't look like anywhere in Colorado. Uh, they teleported to Southern California somehow with all no. of their jet skis. I do wish there were more like ATV stunts in the background. That would have been Oh, fun. shit. They were in Colorado, California. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Okay. Update. I'm watching the Burning Man sequence here, and I see no palm trees. Uh, are there pine trees? There What are the trees? Are... There... I don't see any coniferous trees. They're all deciduous. This okay. is some great they're not un- boots pine, on the ground they're not reporting. Palm. We have an embedded reporter at this high school party <laughs> telling us what type of trees there are. They look like... I don't know. I can't tell what kind of trees they are. It's fine, Jack. I didn't need to know like the actual tree. <laughs> palm what, versus pine what is, versus what deciduous is the that's not species, palm please? would be fine. Yeah. yeah, I don't need that. Well, they're deciduous non-palm trees. Yes. Speaking yep. of the uh, passage of time in this movie, I do like that they cut back to that movie two or, th- or that party two or three times and the burning man stays burning that whole time well that party also <laughs> is it organized by the school is it not because like sometimes it's like it's an illegal thing the kids are doing sometimes like our school put on this party it's sh- oh 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 jack you're blown by like the best part of the thing when she's talking to the cop and he's like oh yeah we have a few units down at that party sounds pretty crazy oh my so the cops are there. The cops are just every chilling at this party. Every officer she interacts, that, that officer, everything he says is insane. He says, you did the right thing by calling us. Uh, hold on, let me find my note here. There's a lot of freaks out there. What the <laughs> fuck is an officer doing telling a scared woman who's alone? No, you're right. You're fine. You found your house cleaner's purse. <laughs> you're good, but you did oh. the right thing by calling us. There's a lot of freaks out there. Yeah, you're in danger. You're in a lot Jesus of danger, but thanks Christ. for calling. We can't help. <laughs> oh, yeah, we do have a bunch of police officers down at your friend's party. It sounds pretty wild. <laughs> Wish you were there. Oh, well, see you later. <laughs> Which, by the way, she also definitely knows the house cleaner, cleaner, cleaner housekeeper, house cleaner. The, the, what the Catherine matriarch Keener, of that family cleaner. describes as our live-in inexplicably uh i mean she, she does live in their house absolutely so. knows she already has not left because she saw the car when her dumb dick friend went to leave and couldn't move the smallest branch that's ever fallen from a tree thank you <laughs> i feel like they chose the minimal allowable tree branch size where the actress would have been capable of moving it herself but also unwilling to drive over it in her like fucking Toyota Yaris she or whatever the hell you she's could drive driving. over that in a fucking clown car. You could drive over it and be fine, but I wouldn't like given the choice. I wouldn't want to run over that because it it could get up in your, your the business right. And it's not like she's driving like a Bronco. She's driving like a tiny little clown car. As a Prius driver, I wouldn't drive over that unless I absolutely had to. If I'm escaping a forest fire, fine, I'll gun it over that thing. But if it's just like a windy day, I'm going to get out and move the thing. (laughs) 
They found, I liked that neat pick, I guess. They found the right diameter of branch to fit that exact scenario. Nope. That Way is. too small. <laughs> I can't. That's it. That's all the nitpicks That's, that we had. I, dude, uh, I have I mean, so little. I have so many about. more nitpicks. Mark, I have two pages of notes on this fucking Jack, movie. I want you to ask yourself a question. Is it worth it? No. Fuck I, no. Let I do just... have one. I do have... I want to venture to the A to Z Horror Legal Corner. Okay. Oh. Uh, quick question, Jack. <laughs> Jack doesn't want to do that. Jack doesn't want to talk about law. <laughs> I just... That was such a half-ass... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you used to get excited about this. <laughs> he just wants to build shelves, I think it's a weird dynamic. Jack hated his job and liked to talk about the legal corner. Now he doesn't seem to hate his job as much, but he really doesn't want to talk about the legal corner. <laughs> it's just this movie. It's just... I just don't want to talk about the movie. Jack, uh, is it customary to give suspects, quote, enough sedatives to kill a horse? Yeah, that's, that's how they do. Them. That's that's how they do. <laughs> that's pretty. That's usual. Yeah, that's what you they do. They nailed it. Yeah, you put someone in the back and you just force feed them fentanyl until they fall asleep. Yeah, that's that's. I mean, look, what you're getting into is a scary thing about how police do actually treat people, which is disastrous. Uh, hmm. Okay. <laughs> should should we unpack that? We ought not go there. <laughs> Let's add 90 minutes to this podcast. Let's like really unpack societal. <laughs> so three white guys can talk about police brutality. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, on that note, Chester the cat was the MVP of the movie. Let's go to ratings. Fuck that cat. It does nothing. What? It's another point great. of this movie that should call back to something and never comes up again. It's because it's just there. Chester the Cat's the MVP, I man. think they were doing so much cocaine that every time they wrote a line, they forgot the immediately preceding line they'd written. I don't... I, I'm not blaming cocaine <clears throat> on the that. The amount either. of things that should have been Chekhov's things in this movie, and then... All-time high? Pretty... Yeah, I think this is the new watermark, I'm the new high watermark I'm straight up going to have nightmares about that popsicle. It sh- has to be something. <laughs> it's... <laughs> it's valid. It, it comes back in When a Stranger Calls 2, Electric Boogaloo. Hayden Panettiere was supposed when to When a Stranger in a Calls sequel. Back. That that was yeah. that, that's the actual title, Mark. Hayden oh, Panettiere was, was supposed to star in When a Stranger Calls Back. Oh, I saw the yeah, I saw the Hayden Panettiere thing. I did not see that it was called When a Stranger Calls I Back, and that makes me very happy. Yeah, I hate the name let's of it. Go to fucking ratings. <laughs> We over at ADC Horror use a 1 through 10 rating system to rate the movies we watch. For one, they have how Chris Crocker would rate Bothering Britney. Leave Britney alone! And for 10, think about Andy Samberg who would rate Magnolia's Cupcakes. Story is the first category to rate these movies, Mark. D- just, Mark, rate it for story, but don't, 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 don't fuck me. I don't. I don't know where don't I need me. to come in on this one in order to not piss you guys off. I'm gonna go ahead and whatever you think you guys... it is, cut it in half. Whatever you think it is, cut it in half. <laughs> I have a very specific number. I gave in my it. Mind. A, I gave it a two point two five. Oh, that's right? is be, that sufficient? Be... Yes. Okay. I actually gave it a four and a half. Four and a half. Good math, Jake. <laughs> you gave it a five and a half. Four, four and a half. Yeah, that's how I math gave works. It a, I gave it a four and a half. Um, well, I've been drinking. It's there's Sunday. not a lot of story happening in the background. This is mostly like judicious lack thereof story. I like, like, like I said earlier, I think it is a good leverage of the call is coming from inside the house thing, but it's kind of dependent on how much credit you want to give it for that. You guys are giving it zero credit for that, so I'm going to guess your scores are lower. Well, Jake's going to go next. I bet it's lower. 
It is lower. I gave it a three. I don't necessarily disagree with anything Mark said, but the amount of credit that I'm willing to give is also way less. So I give it a one, and I have a lot of reasons for giving it a one. That's intense. Yes, that's kind yes, of that's wrong. From, from that's, a yes, story objectively wrong. It's story and writing. So it's, it's because also of the writing. popsicle. Because the popsicle melted too fast. No, or it, but it's it's <laughs> all of that. <laughs> this movie emergent. doesn't pay attention to anything it's written, whether it's caller ID or the security system or her noticing her friend's gone or her paying attention to where the housekeeper is. This movie doesn't do any actual writing. It's all just about getting to that one line of the call is coming from inside the house and it doesn't even do a good job at that because it doesn't earn that at all because it fucks up how much... It tries to do, oh no, I'm on the wrong phone. I'm on the wrong phone system. They can't trace it. But then they just oh traced my it God. anyway. We never even talked we about the scene. We never fucking talked about that either. So the... like they don't even get the only thing this, this movie does. It does a very poor job of. This is as bad as writing as a movie can have. This is a one for me. That is preposterous. This movie is written like I'm, I'm straight up serious. Like the person who wrote every page didn't get to read the previous page. It's astonishing how poorly this movie's written. I'm giving it a one. It was infuriating to me. World building and immersion is our second score. Mark, what's your world building and immersion score? So. Oh, boy. Oh, fuck me. It's an eight. It's it's a five and a half. I think think there's some charm to the PG-13, like, teen horror stuff. There's a reason. Like, this movie is, unless you're Jack and easily triggered by nitpicks in the story, it it is very watchable. Um, Nitpicks. And kind of a fun ride well like i said earlier like watching this with a with the group of our friends that lived in the dorms together we had we had a good time none of this really took us out except i suppose how readily the uh popsicle melted that that i remember that being a very a very poignant point of contention uh but other than that you know we were we were fine jake five and a half (laughs) this is whatever immersion's normal but I, i do like the world that they build within the house too like there's nothing abjectly offensive about the house that they build here so i feel attacked still jake (laughs) (laughs) i gave it i gave it a two um this is where i put a lot of the complaints that jack potted in story to me like they came out in the world that they built and how immersed i was in it um i railed a lot on how this is kind of just a mechanism of false jump scares and that that is a little that's a I, very good criticism. I don't think that's just a scare factor type thing. I don't think it's double jeopardy to mention it here too because it's it really starts to take you out. Uh, and it's a low score, obviously. <laughs> yeah, I give it a three. Um, I, I Mark, I agree with you about the world building. This is a cool house. You do get a sense of place in this house that she's in, except for she never goes upstairs, uh, except for one time. And the first time you ever see the kids, they're in a box. So it's like she like goes into the room and they're just in a toy chest i do, they, so they do kind of build a cool world but the then toy they chest f- in another room. fuck it up yeah it's insane but they <clears throat> there is some points for world building i thought i was three hours into this movie when i hit pause for the first time and i was 41 minutes in it's not immersive to me i was a little bit charmed by some of the time capsule stuff but that all the movie had to do was exist minutes. in 2006 for it to get those points. So it's like writing your name on the SATs. Uh, I'm giving it a three. That's going to take us into scare factor. Mark, what's your scare factor score? 
I gave it a three and a half. Uh, like I think I took this down from a four based off of Jake's point that this entire the entire first two thirds of this movie is just false summits of things not actually happening. There's like at one point the jump scare is that there's a weird looking statue at the top of the landing, and that's it. That kind of looks not like a particularly scary movie. Sometimes. Yeah, I do think I do think that the payoff at the end is uh pretty intense and can hit a bunch of people different ways if you're like vulnerable about being alone in a house but uh yeah i mean whatever it's a three and a half it's there are less scary things we've watched to put this one as far as slashers and home invasions go doesn't really hang with the good ones yeah jake another two for me i don't have a lot to say i kind of already mentioned it like bad jump scares it gets somewhere i guess with the climax but even that had its own issues that i was focused on other things yeah uh, i'll echo jake's two and and just mention that we, we kind of talked about it earlier but even when during the actual conflict this is one of the least threatening horror villains who's ever existed this guy is incapable i don't know how he's murdered so many he's people he's like 185 pounds five foot seven He's at his he's at his most threatening after he's been captured and is in the yes. cop car. When you see him and he's got the look on his face and he has the Glasgow smile, yeah. he, unreal. Yeah. He is, uh, which uh, Tommy Flanagan had done to him, right? The Glasgow smile. He says, uh, either way, um, not a threatening villain, not a scary movie. All false jump scares. That's gonna take us into a facts or just lack thereof. Mark, I'm confused by what we just said because you know that the killer was Tommy Flanagan, right? Yes. Okay. The way you said that, it made okay. Whatever, we're gonna move past it. You made that weird, not me. No, I gave this movie Mark. a six. But like you, you know, Tommy Glasgow. The the scars he has are the Glasgow smile. Tommy that's Glasgow. what that's called. I Tom, have no Tommy idea who Tommy Glasgow is. You probably know him most from Sons of Anarchy. I think he's a like a recognizable. Never seen face. a single episode of Sons of and Anarchy. And he has scars like the Joker smile scars. Oh, you mean like Heath Ledger? Yes, and but he actually has those scars, and he says it's from Tommy when Glasgow. he was in a gang I in I, Scotland. So Googling him, I don't think I've ever seen this person. Okay, well, so you also just... the top the top thing that returned to me on Google was a senior project manager LinkedIn page. That is insane. so. I'm not. I'm not a hundred percent. Then you misspelled Tommy exists. Flanagan because that is insane. <clears throat> no, you said Tommy Glasgow. Well, because oh, I was God, talking fast, so Tommy Flanagan. Has the Glasgow yeah, okay. smile. Tommy Flanagan is the guy that we're talking about in this movie. Yes, and he has the Glasgow smile. This is you. This is you have lost you the track. You have lost the train. Sense. There was never a train. All of this was nonsense. I gave the effect <laughs> score six and a half. Um, I couldn't really think of much to penalize this movie for from an effect standpoint. Six and a half. I. Don't know. That's my argument. <laughs> Five and a half. I don't know. <laughs> Four. She found her friend's dead body in the bathroom and the leg moved noticeably during that shot. <laughs> fucking do a different effects. take. Use a different fucking take. This is a <laughs> okay, multi-million fine. dollar movie. Unbelievable. Dead bodies twitch sometimes, Jack. Maybe it was a realism thing. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's what this Maybe movie was going for realism. They saw that scene from The Rock. This is they a gritty realism movie. Where they drop, where they drop the AC unit on top of the guy, and he's twitchy, and Nicolas Cage is trying to defuse the the bomb, and he's like, "Can you make that stop happening?" And Sean Connery's like, "No, because that's how brains work. That's how dead people dead people twitch." The Rock is so good and so stupid. Yes, I fucking love the Rock. Okay, let's go to overall. Mark. Okay. <laughs> this is. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I wasn't sure if you were to throw to me or just assume. Um. <clears throat> 
I gave it a four and a half. This is demonstrably below average, but I think the entertainment value of this movie is well above the sum of its parts. So that's where I put it. Jake? Okay. Uh, I gave it a two and a half. I really didn't like this movie. I could see there being more value in watching this as a group because you can kind of like gang up. On I'm going to buy this bit, movie. We're going to watch it at your bachelor party. So that's fine. I mean, that's fine. If you can get a big enough group, like cool, whatever. I'll, I'll watch it again with you. I guarantee it'll be a better viewing experience than what I had this time. Like a hundred percent. But we didn't talk about that. Stands, did you watch this? As far as sitting down and watching a horror movie, this is not it, man. You, saying it. you sat down, you sat down and watched this alone on like an iPad. I was on my big TV, okay. but yeah, I sat down. Yeah, Jake, I'm with you. I had the wrong viewing experience for this. For me, it was a Saturday morning, like a 7 a.m. coffee with oh, coffee God. viewing. Hungover. No, not glass of coffee. Not hungover, actually. Just just coffee, watching this, hoping to start my day off right, but just starting my day off angry. Well, what did you give it, Jack? I gave I it a two. I didn't say it, but I gave it a two. I hated this movie. It was it made me so mad. I just, I, there's, like, one of the biggest sins a movie can do is not follow its own rules, and this movie just, like, ignores the fact that it ever had any rules. This movie's just like, eh, fuck it, writing is totally irrelevant, we just get to the next scene, and that's all we're trying to do. As long as the officer on the phone says the calls are coming from inside the house, we've done our jobs, boys, now let's go do some coke. Yeah, they did, they made $70 million. <laughs> And that's going to take us to thumbs up, thumbs down. And I'm pretty sure it's going to be a universal <laughs> thumbs up from the A to Z horror bros. What do you actually give it? Mark? I definitely give the uh, thumbs down. Uh, tech, I mean, <laughs> like for real, we gave it a thumbs down. It's going to be a thumbs down, but I think there are contexts where I would recommend this. This is actually a pretty good teen horror flick. Nope. Like, if that's what you're looking... What, what are you recommending? My Bloody that? Valentine. Like, any number of things that are so much more fun. The there ring, are a lot of other like movies. There, there's and a lot of PG-13. The, yeah, the issue here is that it's so dependent on, on jump scares that are lazy and bad. Okay, fine. Thumbs down. Fine. Universal <laughs> thumbs down. <laughs> okay, you ruined my day. Thumbs down. Oh, we ruined your day. Yeah, yeah. You ruined your day. I ruined Jack's morning, and now you're ruining my Sunday afternoon. I can't wait for you to watch. Well, I can't wait for you to watch for the, the forest with anyway, a cup Mark. of coffee on a Saturday morning. <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely not going to do that. <laughs> nope. I am guaranteeing you. I'm not watching that movie. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> Let's get the fuck out of here. This has been episode 218 of the A to Z Horrorcast. Check out everything we have going on. Head on over to a to z horror.com or come <clears> hang out with us on any of our social media channels. Not going to mention them right here. They're in the links in the description below. You're used to this at this point. If you're still here hanging out with us. Hey, also, because you're still here hanging out with us, remember what Jack said at the top of the episode about how right now all of our proceeds on Patreon are going to be going to Feeding America. It's a lot better place than our pockets, and you can rest assured that you're going to be getting the same great benefits as you normally would and know that the money's going to a good place. We're going to continue doing that for the foreseeable future. As always, the music has been coming at you from Super Bear. There are links down there in the description below as well. And coming up next week, we're going to transition back to one of my picks, we put it on the back burner for a minute, went to one of Mark's because mine is also a foreign language film. We've been coming at you with those pretty heavily, this crop. Sorry about that or not. I don't know. It is a more recent entry. This is Terrified. It's in Spanish. It's coming at us from, I believe, Argentina. But we're going to check it out. That's coming at you roughly one week from today. Until then, get your buddies, grab some beers, and go watch some horror movies. Have a great week, everybody.
I love that you call it horror shit. Horse shit. Horror shit. Horror shit. Horror shit. shit. 